Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. This may be one of the biggest weekends in sports in the entire year. Welcome into a Friday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch, talk some sports. Elliot's producing today. Uh, depending on what you're into, think about, and I'm, I'm going to miss something, but just think about all that's happening this weekend in Gator Sports. There's tennis, there's lacrosse, Gator baseball hosting Auburn, softball is at South Carolina, the Florida Relays are going on right now, they'll continue tomorrow, Gator spring practice and football continues tomorrow, the final four in both men's and women's basketball WrestleMania is this weekend. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I probably missed something. But it's a pretty darn good weekend here as we exit March and begin April. Really had a lot of fun yesterday at Pro Day. And I hope you enjoyed all the interviews that we gave you. Fun to do them. Hope you enjoyed hearing them. And uh, those guys were so nice to come over and take their time uh, to be with us. Very, very appreciated in them doing that. Uh, All right. Lots to talk about today. So call us up. Talk a little sports. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Today... You're going to hear a uh, taped interview with Auburn baseball coach, uh, well, with him. And this is the 50th anniversary of the DH. The original DH, the first designated hitter in MLB history, was Ron Bloomberg of the New York Yankees. He is going to join us live today. Yeah, kind of fun. So look forward to that. In the meantime, other things to talk about. I uh, Only the Mets could have this happen. Justin Verlander's hurt. Out for a couple of weeks. I'm telling you, you go with that team and you immediately go on injured reserve. It's just amazing that happens. Um. But that's what happened. More baseball this weekend. Mets did beat the Marlins. Rays had a quick game yesterday against the Tigres. So uh, they'll tee it up again today. And uh, all the action in the National League uh, is, and the American League for that matter, is at night. And there aren't a lot of games today. After yesterday, everybody playing. Only five games on tap today. So, that's what's happening. Now, 
I don't know how much you want to delve into the Final Four. Give me who you think will win. We can do all of that. Stanley Cup playoffs are going to start happening pretty soon, so we're going to have, I hope, uh, Mark Messier here to talk about that. Uh, If not, it'll be Barry Melrose. NBA playoffs, not too far away. The Masters around the corner. I'm telling you, springtime's good. Also, uh, Mississippi State continues to struggle in baseball. They uh, just can't get anything done. And uh, 24-7 Sports is reporting that the Gator men's basketball team gets its first transfer. Forward E.J. Jarvis from Yale. One season of eligibility left. He played four years at Yale. Uh, And he had, not too long ago, uh, put out a list of several schools that he was interested in. Um, He is regarded as being a a pretty good big man in the portal. About 6'8", 220, uh, averaged 11 points a game. Uh, And he's pretty good from beyond the arc, 40%. That's what Florida needs. Needs some height, length, and somebody you can shoot. So there you are. Uh, He had had a top eight this past weekend and uh, narrows it down. So there you go. For all of those who are wondering, what's Florida doing? Well, they now get him. Uh, All right. Carl emails, and he said, Mississippi State, oh, by the way, an LSU beat Tennessee. And guess who Florida plays next week? Tennessee. LSU beat them 5-2. So, you got to like it. And that was at LSU. And if you look now at the standings in the SEC, South Carolina is 7-0. and And the Gators, they play Mississippi State. The Gators do not advantage. I mean, you, the way Mississippi State's playing, you, you might think we got to sweep them. And if they do, they'd be 9-0. and There are just two undefeated teams left in the league in league play, South Carolina and Vanderbilt. Mississippi State is now 0-7 in the league. The two Mississippi teams are a combined 0-13. for 13. Wow. That's just Auburn's 2-4, and 17-7 with a tie on their record coming in. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Uh, let's see here. A couple of emails, and then we're going to hear from uh, – the Auburn baseball coach. Mike, uh, with all that's going on this weekend, uh, are you doing baseball games, A, and B, what will you watch? Yes, I am doing baseball with Jeff this weekend. Uh, what will I watch? It depends on the baseball schedule, right? It's, I think it's 6.30, 6.30, and 1. So I won't watch a lot tonight. But I am interested in the women's Final Four. 
Make a case. Make a case that's more compelling than the men's Final Four. Make a case for that. Who, who is, if I said to you right now, who's the best player in the men's Final Four, who would you say? I can tell you who many people think the best player in the Final Four is for the women. Clark from Iowa. Or maybe the kid from South Carolina. I'm just saying, if you look at it from star power like that, I kind of understand the argument that one would make. Uh, I lost the email. It was from yesterday. and I, Oh, here, it's Jade. The softball team is ranked. I was expecting better pitching and a better outcome when the team went out west. Thought there was a strong recruiting class coming in this season. Maybe it's next year, but appreciate your thoughts. It's next year. Uh, they got a couple of really good pitching arms coming in next year. Uh, and that's, I think, one of the reasons, Jade, that they went out west when they did to sort of, okay, let's go up against competition and see how we, how we stack up. And, and then whatever comes out of that, we see what work we have to do. I mean, Florida is 25-7. and seven, But they're relatively pedestrian in the SEC, but they play a South Carolina team uh, that is also struggling. Steven says, do you think TV viewership will be down for the Final Four because of lack of blue bloods? Yes, I do. For everybody that wants Cinderella, you get to this point, I don't know that Cinderella matters. I mean, who can name me a player on FAU? Right? So I think that's part of this from a national perspective. I mean, if you look at FAU, there's a kid from Gainesville there. We know that, but does somebody in Peoria know that? No, they don't. So I think that's that's part of the trouble here. And, and not that people won't watch. I mean, people are going to watch the Final Four no matter who's in it. But if you have, you know, Carolina against Kansas and you have, you know, big-time players playing, that just generates more interest. 12-13, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Zach Penarello. Gator Baseball welcomes the Auburn Tigers into town for a three-game series beginning Friday. The third-ranked Gators are coming off a sweep of reigning national champion Ole Miss last weekend and are looking to win their third consecutive conference series overall. Brandon Sprout will get the ball in the series opener. Catch the action right here tonight at 625. Number 11 Gator Softball will be on the road as they head to Columbia to take on the South Carolina Gamecocks starting tonight. This is the first meeting between the two schools since the 2021 season where the Gators took two of three games from South Carolina and Gainesville. The Gators are coming off an 8-0, win, 8-0 midweek win over Stetson on Wednesday. Second-rate Gators Gymnastics will be competing in the Pittsburgh Regional this weekend as they look to earn a spot in the NCAA Championships. The Gators search for their 21st regional meet win. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Zach Pinarello. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I've been doing my banking at one place for over 30 years. That bank... My Healthcare Federal Credit Union. They've always treated me right. It's big enough to serve you, but small enough to know who you are. And they do know who you are. And they offer some really, really good services. If you are a healthcare worker, well, this is the place to go. Money saving for you, it's hard to do that these days with the economy the way it is and interest rates going up and all of that. Well, 
if you want to save some money, switch from your current financial institution to the credit union I've been using for 30-plus years. Here's one way I save. If you have a high credit card interest rate, my Healthcare Federal Credit Union has a low fixed rate card with no annual or balance transfer fees. Looking for a car? Need a car loan? Well, they can give you the same low interest rate on new and used vehicles. Used car rates typically are higher at other institutions. And how about getting your paycheck early? Sometimes you need money right away. They have the option to get your paycheck as much as two days early. It's a great feature. So again, for 30 years, I've been a very happy customer of My Healthcare Federal Credit Union. I think you will be too. To find out more, visit myhcfcu.org. That's myhcfcu.org. Interested in a career providing care and education for children ranging from six weeks to five years old? Career Source of North Central Florida and the University of Florida's Early Childhood Education Center, Baby Gator, will host a career fair Wednesday, April 5th from 10 till 2. Find out about UF's benefits and Baby Gator's bonus program, including competitive salary and time off. That's Wednesday, April 5th from 10 till 2 at Career Source North Central Florida in the Publix Shopping Center on North Main Street in Gainesville. Go to jobs.ufl.edu for more information. Baseball is back. The free Odyssey app lets you listen to local coverage for the team you love. Live stream your favorite sports radio station or jump back and listen to the best segments on demand. Don't forget we talk to the manager every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Don't listen to some guy from the other side of the country tell you about your team. Live conversations for your local team. No matter where you are, your season, your Odyssey. Get in the game and download the free Odyssey app today. If you have joint pain and they're telling you surgery is your best option, please stop what you're doing and call QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Steve Russell. The folks at QC Kinetics use the latest, most advanced regenerative treatments to bring lasting pain relief the natural way. Regenerative medicine harnesses your own body's healing agents to restore and repair damaged tissue in your knees, hips, shoulder, and back. The precision treatments are done in the office with no drugs and no downtime. QC Kinetics has hundreds of clinics all over America and thousands and thousands of satisfied patients. If your joints are aching from arthritis or injury, look beyond steroids and surgery and discover the amazing possibilities with regenerative medicine, especially this time of the year. You need to be living life to the fullest and doing the stuff you love to do. If you can get relief and avoid going under the knife, doesn't it make sense to check it out? Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Medicaid covered many Floridians during the public health emergency, but now for many, that coverage may end. If you are in jeopardy of losing your health coverage, don't worry. You may qualify for affordable health insurance through the Federal Health Insurance Marketplace. Navigators are ready to help you find the most affordable coverage option. This help is always free and confidential. Visit us at CoveringFlorida.org to learn more. That's CoveringFlorida.org. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. 
Welcome back to Sports Scene. I'm Steve Ross. So Gator Baseball this weekend will host Auburn in a three-game SEC series. And here to talk about his team is the Auburn baseball coach, Butch Thompson. Coach, thank you for doing this. Um, you, you know, at the start of the season, sometimes you think this is going to be our strength. You know, this is going to be where we're going to be. About halfway through the season here, have things gone the way you thought they would go? Well, you know, we're, we're coming off of an amazing season and losing a you know, a lot of players, which is normal. Everybody loses players and attrition and moving on to professional baseball, graduation. And, you know, so we find ourselves with more new players, first-year players, than returners on our ball club. So, um, you know, we're, we're excited to start the season. You know, we lost five pitchers in the top 12 rounds, three in the top five. And, you know, our headliner that threw opening weekend, Joseph Gonzalez, probably our number one pitcher, is probably still out for another at least another month and so we've been trying to find our way with a lot of new players and, and we played some good people indiana you know they're 11 games over 500 now and started off undefeated in the big 10 and uh, southern cal was another series we had here and uh won both of those series um in southern cal 72 starting out in the pack andy stankowicz is a new head coach and a great person and going to do a great job so <clears throat> you know this team was building momentum and on a normal path and it was a really challenging series for us uh, to get swept. We hadn't been swept since, I think, April of 2021. So that was tough for us going to Fayetteville a few weeks ago. Come back, and it was a, it's amazing our league where you felt like the second weekend, last weekend, was already a weekend that was critical to have success. Yeah, yeah. Stay in the game with uh, especially everybody just looked at the East and how the East has jumped out for a couple of weeks. and. You know, what I would say, I guess, to finally get around to answering the question after (laughs) setting the stage is we are just now feeling like we're getting to our best lineup uh, with guys back. Uh, uh, Bobby Pierce gets to go back to the outfield instead of being out for a few weeks and then DH. And Cooper McMurray, our first baseman, got back in Tuesday for the first time. And it, it finally looks like our lineup that we had envisioned and talked about for months heading into the season. And then our pitchers have had a, a tough time when you start backfilling those five, six guys and, you know, who's that next wave of pitchers. Uh, they have skill, but they haven't had any experience. These first five or six weeks has given them experience, and we're hopefully we're getting to our best baseball with our best setup now moving forward. Uh, it doesn't get easier playing Florida. Which, when you see the skater team, what do you see? the best team I've ever seen in my life in over two decades of baseball. I'm kidding, but um, <laughs> they, they absolutely have some, you know, they look like a complete team. They look like the Florida teams when they were, you know, um, you know, ready for bear going to Omaha for, for four times uh, in that little stretch there. I remember 18, we were battling there for, I think it was our fourth trip in a row to Omaha and we, we took them to the brink, if you remember, in old McKeithran Stadium and game three of a Super Regional in extra innings. Uh, I think it was 11th inning there and and, and squeaked us out. But it, it looks like, you know, there's just so much stuff in that starting rotation with Sprout Waldrop and Caglione. There's, you know, the bats. And Caglione is kind of like Otani is what, what I've been calling <laughs> yeah. this week. Uh, I just that, – that lineup and – you know, everybody knows they got 61 home runs, and you know, the surface level, level one casual fan understands that. But, you know, when you see an amateur hitter, you know, like Rivera, um, Langford, um, 
you know, Robertson, those guys have more walks than they do strikeouts. I mean, those are those are guys having real at bats to go along with uh, Catalion's uh, amazing stuff that he's doing. So uh, we know this is an amazing team put together. But what a what a challenge for us if we ever want to stake a claim to, you know, if we've been to Omaha two of the last three times we've had postseason, we have. Uh, but this is a new team, and our team. What a great opportunity to play a team ranked as high as number two. What a great opportunity for us to to do something RPI-wise because you get more by going on the road. And what a great, um, you know, you, confidence comes from acquiring skill. Going and being competitive against a team like this uh, with our second opportunity to do so. We, we want to act better. We want to play better than we did with the first opportunity of another great club like like Arkansas. So we're, we're, we're trying to pump our guys up and, and talk about what this opportunity presents for our program. Butch Thompson, our guest, Auburn baseball coach, getting ready to take on the Gators this weekend. You know, Coach, uh, fans look at pitching, they look at hitting, but sometimes defense can win you games. You're fielding almost 980. Are, are you pleased defensively so far? We have. You know, I mentioned a couple of guys being out, so there's a little shuffle, but we got some new players, some great experience uh, during that time. We we bounced around Bryson Ware from third base to second base, and we've we've had some combination changes here or there. But like I said, I think we're just at the point with our best setup, and and now I think Bryson Ware can can stay at third base. He's he's our headliner. He's our guy that's had our best season to date. You know, in this first half of the season. So um, yeah, I, I think we can defend on the infield. Foster's a really good shortstop there um uh, we got a new player two new players on the right side of the infield nate larue is a proven guy that led a pitching staff to omaha last year from behind the plate Kaysen howell we we always kid i think this is his fifth year we say he's been in the league for 10 years and <laughs> you know when you're when you're good up the middle like with larue and foster and and and, and and howell that's a great place to start building a defense and we're pretty athletic in the corners of the outfield with pearson Kirby is a Kent State transfer that has come in, and both those guys, I think, can can have good at bats as well. So they they help us on both sides of the equation there. So, uh, yep, we feel like we you know have a chance. And I always remember going to Florida. I don't know how the new ballpark. I look forward to playing in the new ballpark, but you know it's usually hotter. <laughs> the humidity, uh, the grass seems to be cut a little low. It used to be really hard at the former stadium. I'm, I'm you know it. it probably is going to move a little bit faster even though we're just about five and a half six hours uh north of you it just always plays so fast uh i gotta end i've asked every coach i've had on here uh you know major league baseball is uh going through some new rules so is college baseball are you a fan of the new rules coach and do you think it's changed the game much i'm a fan of two hours and 38 minute games um <clears throat> all 14 SEC head coaches were fans of the 10-run rule, and I, I don't think it was a competition piece or anything to do with pitching. I think it was to make sure that we wouldn't tack in on four-and-a-half-hour games of the nine-inning variety. So I, I think that's worked well. Uh, the 22nd thing, I don't know if I loved it at first, but I would have to say halfway into it, I, I do like the tempo. I do like the pace. Um, there's some quirkiness, and we're trying to change rules every week. Uh, that needs to stop. Uh, that needs to to slow down. I still see it. umpires uncomfortable and coaches uncomfortable. 
Um, I, I think we're striving for something where the baseball purist is probably not the biggest fan of this, but I think if we continue this trend and start shortening these games um, and creating competition, man, the offense this year has been amazing. I think we're going to bring in a new segment of fans. I think we're going to bring in people that may have distanced themselves or not been as close to the game because of some of these features. So I I paused at first, but now I'm starting to, to see and understand the potential of what we can can do. Um, the pitchers are working so quick. You know, if it's going good, that's great. If it's going bad, I still think there's some strategies <laughs> that we have to figure out yeah. to be able to, re- to reset. That's my biggest challenge that I still see with my guys and just watching the game because I'm a fan of, of our league and, and I'm watching as much as I can of, man, when it's going good, it's great for you. When it's not going good on the mound for you, uh, it, it takes a certain amount of maturity to be able to stop and reset, you know, at a moment's notice. And that, that's still something I think we're all working through. Auburn's coming to town this weekend with head coach Butch Thompson. Coach, thanks for taking the time. Good luck to you this weekend. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Steve. You got it, Butch. Butch Thompson, talked to him yesterday as uh, they get set uh, to take on the Gators today. Speaking of rule changes, did you see Pete Alonzo was involved in a bizarre play. He took too long to get back to first base, and the Mets hitter was assessed a strike. They're serious about this. I don't care what part of the field you're on, you better get in, get ready, and do what you're supposed to do because they're going to, at least early on, they're going to enforce this now. I'm interested to see if game 50 or 60 in big league baseball, if they enforce this. But if they don't, they're fools. They're fools because the games are shorter. They're shorter at the college level. They're shorter at the big league level. And I think that's what most people would like to see. 1229 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jittery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Of the University of Florida, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF. It's good to be able to make a change, to never feel stuck. That's why at Cox we're making a change too. Now Cox Internet plans are flexible, so you can choose to just go with Internet, Add TV tomorrow, or home automation down the line. It's easier than ever to get just what you want and nothing you don't. Flexible plans from Cox. Change anytime. No commitments, no penalties. See for yourself at cox.com internet. Additional services can be added at then current regular rates. All services subject to residential customer service agreement and acceptable use policy. Restrictions apply. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Here's a story I've heard too many times. You need your car looked at, so you take it to the dealership or some chain store, and guess what? They're backed up, understaffed, and woefully unorganized. You just know if you leave your car there, it'll be days before you see it again. You don't need that kind of mess in your life. Dave Mays Automotive is fully staffed. They have five ASE certified mechanics on hand. There's no wait time, and they'll even give you a loaner car if you need it. Now, that's service, and that's why I and so many others have been trusting Dave Mays Automotive since 1975. 
located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the Industrial Complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Drugs and alcohol have real effects on your ability to drive. In fact, last year more than 800 people died in impaired driving crashes in Florida. DUIs are costly and you will lose your license. You may even face jail time. DUIs will stay on your record for 75 years. Driving while impaired has real consequences. Impairment is no illusion. Never drive impaired. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. When was the last time you had a burger? No, I mean a real burger, not something you got from a drive-thru. If it's been a while, you need to head to Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. The burgers at Copper Monkey West have been voted best in the area for years. They're legendary. That's not all. USDA Choice Steaks, Ribeye Filet, New York Strip, and Philly Cheesesteaks, Chicken Sandwiches, Salmon, and more. Their sandwiches are now made with boar's head meat. Copper Monkey West has a full bar featuring many local brews, all served to you by some of the nicest, friendliest folks around. Takeout available, Copper Monkey West in Jonesville. Mmm, it really does taste that good. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Areas of fog burning off and partly cloudy skies today feeling more humid and warmer compared to yesterday. Highs today in the mid to upper 80s. Increasing cloudiness tonight. Tomorrow a front approaches from the west. Winds turning breezy, gusting to about 15 miles an hour. We'll have a chance for afternoon downpours and thunderstorms. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. for a winner and if patino can somehow get the back pages there the tabloids you bring a couple of players in keep them home that shouldn't be that difficult i i would be shocked if patino is not a great success at Simpson. the dan patrick show dan and the danettes and you weekday mornings at nine right here on wruf coming up at four it's the tailgate with jeff cardozo and pat dooley Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Just some leftovers from Pro Day yesterday. I don't know if you could hear it during the broadcast but if you listened you heard me almost whisper and I did that because when AR threw that place got pin quiet you could hear a pin drop in there and that's why I had to say and there's Anthony I mean I almost had to whisper it and he was impressive throwing the ball yesterday and I I don't know why anybody would not wish that young man well. I mean, did did he light it up at Florida? No. But, you know, sometimes that doesn't happen. But he's a wonderful kid and class. And I just hope he does great. Daryl says, amazing to see how Ole Miss and Mississippi State are struggling, being both teams won the national championship the last two years. LSU could be the team to beat in the SEC. Could be. Yep. Could be. 
Florida could be. Vandy could be. Arkansas could be. Uh, but we'll wait to see. Uh, let's see. James says, can you provide a breakdown of the gymnastics regional in Pittsburgh? Uh, how many teams are there? Is Florida the favorite? Location picked randomly. Uh, is there a host school that earned a local seed? No, it's a bid process, I think. Uh, if the Gators get through the regional, where's the next stop? The NCAA championships. That's the bottom line of that. Um, but Florida has to get a top two finish at this regional final. The top two teams in regional finals go to the NCAAs, which this year are in Texas. Um, and this is the fourth year they've done this new format here. Uh, there are nine teams in this regional. And the competition actually began yesterday. Florida is the favorite here just in terms of its seeding. Florida is number two. The next highest ranked team is uh, number seven, Cal. So Florida, if you want to call them the favorite, um, would certainly be that. And again, if they advance, they'll go to a regional final on April 2nd, and then they would go to the NCAA championships. And it's pretty cool in that there's three members of the team who are within a six-hour ride of the arena. Trinity Thomas is from Pennsylvania. Uh, DiCello's from Maryland. And uh, Morgan Hurd is from Middletown, Delaware. So they'll have, I'm sure, a good contingent there. That'll be fun. BB says the th final four, the three beach boys versus the con and the Yukon wins. Reflecting on the great interviews yesterday, our guys are stepping into a new unknown chapter of their lives, wishing the best. Also wish some fans could be more understanding of athletes as human beings when they're playing for us. Uh, analysis of Richardson, I think I finally understand the NFL analysis of him. The positives, upper body flexibility, effortless throwing motion, running ability to be at the higher levels, even other top quarterbacks in the draft. Pros believe his footwork can be improved, which in turn improves consistency and accuracy, while his completion rate, reading defenses, decision-making, and overall field vision will come with experience and practice. I think even Anthony Richardson would tell you he's not a polished product. But, man, he's clay, moldable. You can do a lot with that. So, hopefully, that'll happen for him. Are you kidding me? There's all this stuff going on, and I'm talking to myself. What are your thoughts? I mean, people have been whining and complaining that the Gators don't get a, a, a transfer. Now they get one and nobody says anything. 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Glenn says, Steve, I didn't know you were into WrestleMania. I didn't say I was into it. I just said it's happening. That's different. Um, but look, I've watched wrestling and good, bad, wrong, right, WrestleMania is a big deal. There's a lot of people that go to that event. So, obviously, they're doing something right um, when it comes to that. 
don't think there's much question uh, about that. Uh, Carl, uh, thanks for the interview with Auburn because I was wondering about their team and their coach kind of talked about it. What is their strength? Probably hitting is their strength. Um, They've had a little trouble pitching it. Um, So I would say, at least on paper, that's their strength. Uh, James, a lot of interest in the Pro Day yesterday. Do you recall Pete Carroll ever attending a UF Pro Day? No, I don't remember him doing that. Uh, It was interesting. Three head coaches were here, at least the ones that I saw. Um, Frank Reich also was there. Coach Peterson from Jacksonville also there. But if you look at the projected draft boards and things like that, Seattle is a rumored uh, possibility for AR, even though they have Geno Smith. That would be a perfect scenario in terms of, okay, Geno starts, let Anthony sit, watch, and maybe put some packages in for him, which is what I would do if I were coaching that team. Um, So this way he's not rushed. Don't have to worry about, you know, him having to play right away. But we'll see in just a few days what transpires. Jake, hello. Jake, go ahead. Not there. Okay. Is this his volume up, Elliot? Okay. Because went to him and Jake must have been drinking coffee or something. Didn't didn't get to him. But we'll try again. Uh, don't forget, uh, among the other things going on this weekend, a lot of Gator sports, just about every Gator sport, I think, is in action one day or another between tennis and lacrosse and softball and baseball and all that. Uh, all right. We'll try Adam. Adam, hello. Hey, Steve. Happy Friday, my man. Yes, it is that. It is that. Um, uh, man, so proud of our gymnastics team. The baseball team seems to be doing well. Softball's working it out. Um, uh, real quick, like the gymnastics team didn't compete last night, correct? Because this, this is on – Okay, so we're competing this evening on ESPN Plus starting at 7. Is that right? Correct. Okay. All right, just to clear that up, man, I hope they do really, really well, especially considering that Trinity Thomas should be 100% all the way through instead of uh, dealing with injuries like last year. So um, so hats off to all those programs. So um, I just want to kind of close the chapter on last year when it comes to the, the football program. Um I spoke to you last year during the season and when we were, you know, hitting all those bumps in the road, especially with the Vanderbilt and the the, the Florida State. And all that. Um, the depth, we just didn't have the depth last year. We just did not have the depth. And I'm leading up to something, if you just give me some patience here. Um, I also spoke with you last year about once they announced the the combine attendees, I guess it wasn't last year, but the ones that were invited to the combine, we had nine, ten players invited to the combine, including Osiris Torrance, Justin Shorter, uh, Brenton Cox, blah 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 blah, all this kind of stuff. Okay, but you, you know? got to get to your point here. I don't. I got to. So the question, you know, everybody's bringing up the question from last year. Well, why wasn't this team better? Why couldn't we finish better than six and six? So I 
completely stand by the fact that we just did not have the depth. Now we're going to have four, maybe five players from this off of this team that will go first and second round. Those being Osiris Torrance, Anthony Richardson, Gervon Dexter, possibly Richard Garage, and Brenton Cox. Wrong. Well, I mean, okay. Who 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 do you think won't finish in the top two rounds? I mean, I, I, Richard Garage will not go in the. I mean, I hope he gets. I hope he does. And I, I would love to be proven wrong, but every mock draft I've seen doesn't have him rank nearly that high. Same with Cox. What about Amari Bernie? Did you see him do anything special yesterday while you were there? Uh, no. I mean, we where we were yesterday it was kind of hard for us to see everything. I mean, I saw some of the times that were posted. I don't know that anything I saw at Pro Day yesterday would say uh, to me, this guy was a, let me throw it, a fifth rounder. Well, now he's a third rounder because of his times. I mean, there, there were some guys that improved their time, so it may help them a little bit. Okay. Well, I really appreciate your coverage. I enjoyed your coverage yesterday. And um, I'll just say this, moving on, closing the chapter from last year, we need to understand that depth is a big deal. Five stars in recruiting and all that is great, but you have to have quality, experienced depth in the SEC, especially considering the schedule that the Gators face every single year. And I think we're top five in the toughest uh, schedule this year again as well. Go Gators. Thank you, Steve. Okay, thank you. D, Jake, it right to you, 1244. Time check brought to you by Hayes Shillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WROF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WROF. Good afternoon, I'm Lauren Halpern. In Gator Sports, the baseball team will host the Auburn Tigers for a three-game series through the weekend. The first matchup is set for tonight at 6.30. Find coverage right here at 625. Florida's softball team is jumping back into SEC play and will be on the road in Columbia, South Carolina to take on the Gamecocks. The three-game series between the two teams will begin tonight and continue through Sunday. First pitch is set for six. Gators Gymnastics continues in the NCAA Pittsburgh Regional second round. The team will take on Arizona State, University of Maryland, and Penn State. The meet is set to begin tonight at 7. The NCAA Women's Tournament continues on Saturday. The final four matchups are LSU and Virginia Tech, and Iowa and South Carolina. Tip-off is set for 7 and 9 Saturday night. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Lauren Halpern. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. For a while, I've been telling you about a terrific local charity, the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. They have at-risk young boys. They help, and they've been doing that for a really long time. They, they come from troubled homes. They take your unused or unwanted vehicles that you donate. These kids fix them up. They resell them. It teaches them real-life skills. And they'll take about any kind of vehicle, a car, a truck, a motorcycle, a van. It doesn't matter. They will take your unused or unwanted vehicle. And don't forget, uh, it is a tax deduction for you if you, in fact, donate one of these vehicles to the Road Heaver Boys Ranch. It helps a really good cause. To find out more... Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org. That's rbr.org. Joint pain, and they're telling you surgery is your best option. Please stop what you're doing and call QC Kinetics. Hey, it's Steve Russell. The folks at QC Kinetics use the latest, most advanced regenerative treatments to bring lasting pain relief the natural way. Regenerative medicine harnesses your own body's healing agents to restore and repair damaged tissue in your knees, hips, shoulder, and back. 
The precision treatments are done in the office with no drugs and no downtime. QC Kinetics has hundreds of clinics all over America and thousands and thousands of satisfied patients. If your joints are aching from arthritis or injury, look beyond steroids and surgery and discover the amazing possibilities with regenerative medicine, especially this time of the year. You need to be living life to the fullest and doing the stuff you love to do. If you can get relief and avoid going under the knife, doesn't it make sense to check it out? Now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. Then I was going in to have chemo, and before we put in my port, I called and said, I need to come in because that's one of the things about being healthy, is to have healthy teeth and mouth and wanted to get uh, looked at before I went in. They worked me in right away, and I felt so much more confident about going into chemo and also having them back me up as my healthcare team and the family that's behind me and that. Dr. Art called us and said, is there anything you need? And you just don't understand what that means until you go through it, that you've got people behind you, plus such a caring group of people that you can call at any time and say, I have a problem. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Severe weather is on the rise every year. Rather than relying on our aging power grid, millions are choosing to protect their homes with Generac Home Standby Generators. Would you like to be a part of this lucrative industry? Generator Supercenter, the nation's number one Generac generator dealer, has a franchise opportunity available in Gainesville, Ocala. Join the industry-leading team with a proven franchise model generating three streams of revenue. Limited opportunities are available. Learn more at GeneratorFranchise.com. That's GeneratorFranchise.com. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-932-8603 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-932-8603. That's 800-932-8603. What do you have to lose? Call 800-932-8603. Again, 800-932-8603. We are your home for the NCAA basketball tournament and the Final Four. We are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The very first designated hitter in Major League Baseball history, Ron Bloomberg, will join us at 1.30 today. In the meantime, we'll hear from you, and we'll hear from Dee. Dee, hello. Hey, what's up, Steve? Good Friday. Yep. Um, uh, Gator basketball, uh, big big transfer we just got. Um, 
you know, is 6'8", 215, uh, grad transfer. He's, he's super athletic, Steve. The, the guy can can jump out of the gym. Um, you know, he played Kentucky this year. He had 12-7 and seven at Rupp uh, this year. So, you know, the guy can play. And it's it's the size, Steve. It's 6'8". Uh, you know, that's that's going to go along with, uh, you know, Fudge is 6'9". Uh, the, the, two, the, the two kids we're bringing in, the high school kids, one 6'11". I think the Hall kid is 6'9". So, it's it's apparent what Todd Golden is after. He's after you know size, shooting, athleticism, but most mostly size. I mean, you got to have length on that perimeter. So you know, obviously, he's got to get a point guard. He's got to get uh, a couple of big bodies in there so we cannot be getting killed on the glass uh, like we did this year. So you know, hopefully, we can get the uh, this Walker kid that's uh, you know from Iona. He's a big time scorer. So you know, uh, just 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 a good get, man. So hopefully. You know, this is a sign of things to come for us in the portal. Uh, on paper, yes. I'm I'm a bit of a skeptic in in this realm. Did people think Alex Fudge was going to be a pretty big get when he came here, coming from LSU? Yeah, but I I, I think I, I never thought he would be a, a scorer, Steve. He's not a scorer. He's he's just an athletic guy that gets to get. The defender can get out on transition, can finish in transition and stuff like that. I don't, I don't think Alex Fudge is ever going to be a, a, a fifteen point per game. Oh no, no, I, I, I totally agree with you. I'm just saying sometimes does he does he seem to fit the bill? Yes, right. Let's hope so. But I mean, that's all you can do. I mean, you can't. Nobody knows, you know, how somebody's going to do. So I'm with you on paper. He checks the boxes that Florida needs, especially up front, no doubt. Yep, so uh, like I said, man, um, there's, there's a lot of fish out there, man. It's it's crazy. You did the, the guy from Alabama that went to Michigan, you just <laughs> you just don't know what these kids, man. You think they got it good at these places, but then they hit the portal and then it's uh, it's open season. So uh, one last thing, Steve, I, I think UConn is uh, – it's, it's, I think it's theirs to lose, man. I just – I just think with the size they have, um, the shooting they have, the physicality they have, I mean, it's there for the taking. I, I don't think Miami's going to go out without a whimper, but I, I just think it's uh, it's UConn's tournament to lose, Final Four to lose. I do, too. I mean, I picked them to win it, so they better. Because um, right. <laughs> that's what's about what's left of my bracket. Um, but, look, if, my, if Miami has a chance, they're going to have to shoot. They're going mm-hmm. to they're gonna have to score. Uh, I, I just don't see them holding down UConn. Uh, not that UConn's going to score 90, but I, I think for Miami to hang, they're going to have to score a little bit. And But I'm with you. I think this is this is Connecticut's to lose. Yep. Have a good weekend, Steve. Thank, Thank you, Dee. Appreciate you. 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Chris? emails uh, to follow up on a previous caller uh, how many gators do you think will be drafted in the first round well richardson will be for sure if i'm a now with torrance i i've seen mocks where he's in the first i've seen mocks where he's in the second if i was a betting man today i would say he's a late first round guy um but that could certainly change, and I can't see anybody else 
uh, being in the first round. I think Dexter will be uh, a high draft choice. I think his ceiling's the second. I think more likely the third. But I would love to be wrong. I'd love for all three of those guys to be first-rounders. That'd be cool for them, cool for the program. Uh, It'd be kind of fun. Phil says, uh, interested to see what the Gators' starting pitchers do against an Auburn team that hits pretty well since they've struggled. You said Auburn's strength is their hitting. Uh, How bad is their pitching? They're not terrible. I mean, look, if, if you look at their numbers and who they're going to start, it, it's interesting. Sprout, 4-0, 360, right? And then with Waldrop and Caglione, um, you know, they're okay. And they're going to start Will Cannon, John Armstrong, and a lefty Tommy Vale. Their ERAs are all below four. So they're, you know, they're starters, are pretty good. Getting the bullpen, you know, a bit different. Um, And if you look at them in terms of, you know, stats in the league, they're, again, uh, the reason why I say their strength is hitting because that's where, if you look at the numbers, that's where they are. They hit an even 300 as a team, but their team ERA is 5.73, only Georgia and Mississippi State are worse. So raw numbers tells you they can hit it. And, and that 300 batting average, there are, and this is, this is overall, not just in the SEC, but sometimes those numbers can get skewed. LSU, before yesterday, led the league in hitting at 335. Florida was at 328. If you look at SEC games only, however, which is what I start to look at, okay, how are you doing in your league? Well, Florida's hitting 262 as a team, and Auburn's hitting only 221. So, once again, Auburn's overall numbers are good. They're not hitting great in the league. From a pitching standpoint, Florida's ERA in the SEC is good. 4.33. 4.33. Auburn's is 8.13. So Florida has a pretty decided advantage on paper when it comes to the activity within the league. But you just don't know. Paul, uh, how much do you know about South Carolina in playing uh, Florida? Uh, South Carolina has struggled. Uh, again, some of their numbers look really good uh, from who they played non-league. Florida leads the SEC in hitting at 344. Carolina's at 310. Florida's ERA 2.79. South Carolina's last in the league at 3.23. But again, if you look at conference numbers, Florida hits just 240 in the league, but South Carolina hits just 221. And pitching-wise, Carolina's ERA, 5.93. Florida's ERA, 
0.08. So it's pretty much a wash when it comes to that. But here's a chance, I think, for Florida to steal a couple here and maybe sweep because the Gators are 3-3 three and three in the league. South Carolina is 1-5. and five. The worst team in the league, by the way, is Missouri. They're 1-8. and eight. And the best team in the league is Tennessee. They are 8-1. and one. That's our first hour. Hour two coming up. Talk first day of MLB. Talk pro day. Talk Gator sports. Talk whatever. Here to do that with you. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. CG Hey, it's Steve Russell. Here's a story I've heard too many times. You need your car looked at, so you take it to the dealership or some chain store, and guess what? They're backed up, understaffed, and woefully unorganized. You just know if you leave your car there, it'll be days before you see it again. You don't need that kind of mess in your life. Dave Mays Automotive is fully staffed. They have five ASE certified mechanics on hand. There's no wait time, and they'll even give you a loaner car if you need it. Now, that's service, and that's why I and so many others have been trusting Dave Mays Automotive since 1975. Located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road, online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive. Get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. Unnecessary penalties are so frustrating. It can ruin the entire outcome for our Gators. And according to Mike Lester of Talon Wealth, by the way, Talon Wealth is the official wealth management team of the Florida Gators. And he says if you're not careful, an annuity or unnecessary fees that don't provide value could not only take a chomp out of your portfolio, but in some situations, it could possibly change your lifestyle in retirement. So don't let expensive products or unnecessary fees take a chomp out of your lifestyle. Call Talon Well for a no-charge comprehensive financial plan valued at $1,500 to make sure you're on track to retire comfortably. 352-751-3200. That's 352-751-3200. Or schedule at Guarding Your nestegg.com Allen Private Wealth LLC investing in stock markets involves the risk of loss and there is no guarantee that all or any capital invested will be repaid. Past performance does not guarantee future results. Or license D056341. Compensation was paid to Learfield for partnership with the Gators as of January 2023. This was the last place I checked because I was starting to get fed up with what I was looking at in the local area. This was the last place I stopped. Meet Daniel, whose engagement ring shopping experience was really frustrating until he found International Diamond Center. It was immediately comfortable and a pleasant experience as soon as I stepped foot in the door. There was no pressure. It's a very comfortable environment. IDC's non-commissioned diamond experts took the stress away by teaching Daniel all the inside secrets of the diamond industry. You just don't get the same kind of quality and attention from the other stores that you get here. It's a very friendly 
friendly environment and they know their stuff so the places seem to be cookie cutter daniel ended up with a stunning engagement ring that came in under budget thanks to idc's no middleman direct importer pricing plus his military discount the value was extraordinary international diamond center with the best selection highest quality superior value and over-the-top customer case it's literally the best tour in town you'll make friends for life coming in here international diamond center the value you want the selection you need the service you deserve get directions showroom hours and more at shopidc.com healthcare.gov is here for you when life happens if you lost your health coverage because of turning 26 going off medicaid leaving your job or moving you could be eligible to enroll in new coverage now and if you need to update your coverage because of marriage or having a baby you could also be eligible but don't wait there's a limited time to enroll check your eligibility at healthcare.gov today Life happens. Get covered. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome to Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this Friday, a weekend when there is a ton of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. Elliot's our producer today. We will take your phone calls, 392-8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. The original designated hitter, Ron Bloomberg, will join us at the bottom of the hour to talk about that 50 years ago. Yikes. Jake will lead off the second hour. Hello, Jake. Hey, I wasn't drinking coffee. You just couldn't hear me, and then we got cut off. I got three questions, and I'll take them off the air. Um... First question is, I didn't, I got on just after you had said that we got a transfer and nobody's calling. I'd like to know who that is. Number two, I would like to know if you think Cags is going to pitch Saturday or Sunday. And number three, do you think it's going to be UConn versus FAU and UConn wins, or what do you think on that? I'll take it off the air. Okay. Thank you, Jake. All right. Uh, help me, Elliot. Uh, the, the transfer went to Yale forward, E.J. Jarvis. 6'8 kid, can score, can defend long. That's what Florida wants. Uh, and they had a good year at Yale. They won over 20 games. So that's the transfer. Uh, do Oh, who's going to – I think – boy. I, I, I really want to see – uh, Dusty may continue here. He's a terrific guy, um, one of the nicest people you'll meet. Um, I picked UConn, and I'm not going to go away from that now, obviously. But uh, I'm torn on the other game because I just, I don't know, I just think the Aztecs are really good on defense. So I would say FAU would not advance. Steve, do you mind if I go on and talk about uh, EJ Jarvis a little bit? Sure. So I'm pulling up an um, article from The Alligator that was just put up um, like 30 minutes ago. Um, so some insight um, as well as that uh, Yale transfer forward EJ Jarvis will join the Florida Gators as a graduate transfer. He announced on Twitter Friday, meaning today, uh, he signed with UF instead of Miami. Georgetown, Notre Dame, and four others. Um, and they had some insight here as well. Um, but um, interesting. And he pretty much uh, averaged 11.4 points and 5.5 rebounds per game last season with the Bulldogs. So interesting context. 
Yep. Uh, and Cags will pitch Sunday. That's my understanding. Um, so there you are. All right. That takes care of that. Now we'll hear from you, I hope. 392-8255. Email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Bill has a really good question here. He says, Steve, you've seen a lot of uh, pro days and a lot of things around here. Uh, is that something that is really important or it's just one more thing for a scout or a team to look at? It's important, and it's one more thing for a scout or a team to look at. I mean, look, you, you cannot tell me that, you know, when you have three head coaches come here, they want to see an Anthony Richardson in person with their eyes. Watch what he does. I mean, can you do it at the Combine? Yeah, but it's a little more intimate here. And again, in 99% of the cases, you're more comfortable here. I mean, this is where he practiced. This is, you know, all that. So I think I think it's important to see that. So, yeah, I, I do think it's still uh, an important thing. Do I think it's everything? No, I think it's one uh, rung in the ladder that you look at to see, you know, what a guy does. Now, do I think it could go where the conference does this and sponsors it? Yes, I think that's the wave of the future. I think in five years, you're not going to see individual pro days anymore. Ben, uh, I haven't heard anything uh, from the discussion in Congress about the NIL. Was anything done? I could be very cynical here. I won't be. Uh, No. No. Uh, First of all, I get why you're asking Congress. I get it. But they're not going to do much, right? And really, it didn't accomplish anything. There, there's no progress here. What's There were some witnesses there. They Apparently, they questioned the witnesses. And, okay, thank you. And people, you know, talked about what individually thought that they could do. Remember, there's a new NCAA president, Charlie Baker. He's the one who asked for this. And will there be any follow-up to this? I don't know. I rather doubt it. I rather doubt it. But I don't know. We'll see. All right, uh, let's see here. Frank is our next emailer. I'm telling you, I never expected this today. I thought after Pro Day yesterday and with all everything coming up this weekend, there would be a lot of stuff here, but uh, I guess not. But he says, um, good inter- it's a good interview with Billy Napier yesterday. What kind of a guy is he? I'm not qualified to answer that question. I've interviewed him twice, one-on-one. I get along with him. He's fun to, to talk to. Um, you know, you get along in that respect, but 
you know, I don't know what he what he likes. If he likes potatoes or meat and veg, I have no idea. But I will say this: he's got a plan. And when I asked him yesterday, you know, is it easier in year two than in year one? He kind of looked at me and said, "Well, yeah, it is." And he's got a plan. Now, not that most coaches don't; they do. But I think he's he's a Saban guy. He comes from that tree. I think. He believes in that plan. And I, I don't think he'd ever say this because I don't think any coach would say this. But I think he came in here, and after what he saw, I think he realizes that he needs three years to really implement it, to really put his stamp on how things are done. And he, he kind of mentioned that in the interview yesterday about the transfer portal, about – recruiting that you know it's still a work in progress learning the system all of that it is it just is um so uh only one more email here and then uh i'll be talking to myself for 25 minutes ken wants to know in a long email but he wants to know um do you like the rules in MLB? Uh, do you think they'll stick? Is what he's asking. Yes, I do. I like the. I'm not a fan of all of them, but I like the concept of them. More stolen bases, more action in the game, putting more balls in play by eliminating the shift. I think baseball's doing the right thing, and by speeding up the game, I think they're polling is that fans want to see shorter games so that's a good thing now will there be bumps in the road yeah i think so like yesterday alonzo doesn't get back to first base in time they call a strike on the hitter who would have ever thought that but that's how it is andrew hello hey i enjoyed uh the pro day yesterday uh i was curious if uh you talked about uh Mike Gundy's new idea for the transfer portal, uh, where players could like sign contracts, one, two, three years, four years, and he was saying that like five stars probably wouldn't sign a, they wouldn't sign like a a four year deal because they're good, so they'd probably only sign a one year contract with the school, and then you could probably get like some players to sign like four year deals. I saw that. Um, I'm not a big fan of that, but I understand what he what he's thinking. You're, you're trying to come up with some system that's going to be where it isn't this chaos. It isn't this, you know, every year you're going through the same stuff with roster management and people rating your roster and all of that. So I think he's just trying to come up with some way of you know a a contract or a contractual scholarship or whatever it is, interesting thought. I don't know that'll happen. All right. Well, what do you what do you think will happen eventually? Just it's still going to be this forever. Oh, nothing's forever. <laughs> but I think in the short term, until they come up with a system, this is what you're going to have, and you're going to and you're going to continue to have these tweaks that are made. I mean, it's obvious that Congress and the federal government don't want to get involved in this. 
at least it is to me. So now, who does get involved in it? That's the question. Because still looming out there, Andrew, in my opinion, is uh, collective bargaining. Will there be unions, you know, of players? And that leads to contracts like you're talking about. So, yeah, there's a lot more, in my opinion, a lot more unknown than known. All right, well, I enjoyed the the pro day yesterday. Thanks for all you do. Appreciate you, Andrew. Thank you for your call. 115, time check brought to you by Hayes, Joey, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Lauren Halpern. The Florida Gators baseball team will host the Auburn Tigers for a three-game series beginning tonight and continuing through Sunday. First pitch is set for 6.30. Find coverage right here beginning at 6.25. The Gators softball team will be on the road as it resumes SEC play. Florida will take on South Carolina and Columbia for a three-game series through the weekend. Tonight's matchup is set for 6 o'clock. EJ Jarvis is set to transfer to the Florida men's basketball team from Yale, per his Twitter account about an hour ago. Florida's gymnastics team will continue in the NCAA Pittsburgh Regional Second Round. The Gators will compete against Arizona State, University of Maryland, and Penn State tonight at 7. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Lauren Halpern. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Hey, it's Steve Russell with money-saving news for Florida health care workers and their families. Switch now to My Health Care Federal Credit Union. Save with their fixed-rate credit card with no balance transfer fees. Get the same low rate on new or used auto loans and opt in to get your paycheck two days early. I don't know about you, but I like saving money anytime I can. I've been a member for over 30 years, and I can't say enough good things about them. My Health Care Federal Credit Union. Visit myhcfcu.org. The big screen. Big screen. The atmospheric lighting. The unbelievable sound. There's only one place you could be. Uh, yeah. Um, at my house? Oh, yes. Very nice. Get the home theater you have always dreamed of. Electronics World in Gainesville. Visit electronicsworld.net for more information. We all have our destinations that we want to get to eventually, but no one said that journey had to be boring. That's why Radiant Credit Union wants to put you in the new car, truck, or SUV of your dreams to make that journey one to remember. And with rates as low as 4.99% APR for 48 months, we can help you save while you're on your way. Visit RadiantCU.org destination and get started today. Radiant Credit Union. Define your financial future. APR equals annual percentage rate. Federally insured by NCUA. Nothing's better than taking to Florida's waterways with family and friends. But some boat operators don't realize that bow riding is extremely dangerous. It can lead to tragic accidents if someone falls overboard because of speed or direction changes. Be sure your passengers sit only in manufacturer-designated areas while underway. Their safety is your responsibility. Safe boating is no accident. To learn more, visit the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission at myfwc.com. 
This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-932-8603 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-932-8603. That's 800-932-8603. What do you have to lose? Call 800-932-8603. Again, 800-932-8603. We are your all for Tampa Bay Lightning Hockey. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with a WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Well, the Final Four, of course, is coming up. Florida Atlantic, one of the teams in it, coached by former Gator assistant Dusty May. And the guy who was his head coach at that time joins us now. He is Mike White. Mike, it's good to talk to you. Thank you for doing this. And I know you got to be proud of uh, Dusty May for what he's done at Florida Atlantic. Oh, absolutely, Steve. No, thanks for having me and giving me the opportunity. Anytime I can talk about Dusty May and his staff and his team, I, uh, I try to take advantage. He's, uh, he's like a brother to me, and obviously his boss is <laughs> my blood brother. <laughs> exactly. Brian White, who hired him, and he's a hell of a hire, of course, and Dusty and I go way back to Louisiana Tech where we cut the nets down together three consecutive years really to allow us the opportunity to serve the University of Florida, right? And um, uh, Kyle Church on that staff as well, uh, very, very close to. And then Todd Abernathy on that staff is a guy that I coached at Ole Miss and worked him out every day for, for three years, uh, sophomore through senior. In fact, ended up being an all-league point guard. They've got a great staff. They're great people. And I'm really happy for uh, our extended family, too, as we're all locked in to uh, follow the Owls. Yeah, and, you know, sometimes it just it, it's great for the sport when a team like that, you know, can, can make a run. Uh, can you? He, he handles things so well, Mike, but, my gosh, there's so much swirling around him now. But he seems to be handling all this pretty good. He's, he's really unique, Steve. He's uh, He just doesn't care. He's just kind of over <laughs> a lot of that stuff. Um, he, uh, he's comfortable in his own skin. He's, he's locked in on the moment. He just, he doesn't get distracted by the interviews, by the people, uh, wanting to talk to him by the other institutions that are trying to court him. I'm sure, I'm sure his, his phone's just going nuts. It's something we don't talk about. I certainly don't want to be a distraction to him. So when we talk, it's usually exchanging a few jokes and Hey, good luck in the next one and, and what have you. But, um, he's, he's a special guy. You know, he he shared about, you know, uh, his initial contact with FAU and, and what he saw there. Did you did he come to you for advice on that and, and you know, about what job to take and whatnot? Oh, absolutely. You know, we're incredibly close. Again, we're like brothers. And so we uh, we talk 
daily. And, um, yeah, we had a ton of those conversations just as, as he and I had, as I was considering potentially making the move from Ruston, you know, over those two or three years where you, you weigh your options and, and do what's best for you and your family and, and your staff at that time. Is it hard to make a decision like that, Mike? Because you were happy in Ruston. You had good teams there. I mean, do you did you do you wrestle a lot with, you know, A, what oh. am I going to, and then what am I leaving? No, absolutely. I mean, it, you know, you, you don't mess with happy. Is it always greener, you know, on the other side? Um, it's um, it, th- These are life-changing decisions, and uh, sometimes the – the best decision, again, is to, if, it, if it's not broken, why try to fix it? He's really happy where he is. I'm not saying he won't make a move. Who knows what the future holds? But I also know he's he's also pretty comfortable making decisions. Um, he's he, he If he goes with something like he did, you know, he struggled with it there initially, as we all do when we make life-changing decisions. But then it's you know, you turn the page and you lock in, you put your head down, uh, you get to work and you figure some things out. Mike White, our guest here, basketball coach at Georgia, of course, as he said, his blood brother, the AD at Florida Atlantic, and the guy that is like his brother, Dusty May, uh, is the coach there. How was your first year up there? It was great. It was great. You know, we uh, we laid a foundation, Steve, and you know, we've got a ways to go, of course, and this league is, is so grueling uh, these days. It's It's never been at this level in its history and uh you know for us to get eight in and heck vandy almost got in um you know it, moving forward who knows what the future holds nine ten teams getting in i think is a real possibility in this league in the sec um and men's basketball is just really getting up to par with some of the other sports in this league it's unbelievable but that said you know we're, we're in a great place as uh, as we were the last few years uh some subtle differences but uh, a lot of similarities as well and uh, everybody's good Last question for you, and I, this is kind of a global thing here, but you know, you sure. you just saw Congress, you know, get involved in some way, you know, with hearings about NIL and all that. Uh, you have to protect your roster. You have to look at other rosters. Do you see in the Mike White crystal ball where this will get resolved, and if so, by whom? I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> you're you're um, honest. <laughs> I'm I'm literally yeah. I mean, see, we're recruiting probably 50 kids in the portal right now, and that and those 50 change every day. You know, it's very fluid, and um, sometimes you're at the top of someone else's list. You know, in terms of one of these student athletes, and sometimes you slide down to a B or C, and, and these kids are doing the same thing. We're really high on one kid one day, and then somebody else jumps in the portal. We like him a little bit better, but do you have a chance? Can you get him? You know, um, there's just there's just so much going on, and it makes for uh, exciting springs for all of us staffs and not a lot of downtime. I certainly hope it, it gets easier and there's more clarity to all of it uh, at some point in the future. But right now, it's uh, it's a mess. Well, uh, enjoy uh, the dusty ride here. Enjoy your brother's <laughs> ride and see how FAU does. So thank you for we'll taking the time, tomorrow. man. We can't wait. Yeah, man. Thanks hey, for taking the time, Mike. Thanks for having me. You got it. Thank you. Mike White, Georgia head basketball coach. Uh, who's first here, Elliot? I believe it's Tony, if I'm not mistaken. All right, we'll do Tony first. Tony, hello. Hey, Steve, what's going on, buddy? Hey. Steve, um, I got to say, man, when I was watching the LSU-Tennessee game yesterday and the Verlander news scrolls on the bottom of the screen, 
you were the first person I thought about, brother. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it, it it just you put that uniform on, and something happens, and usually it ain't good. I feel Steve must be throwing stuff at the TV right uh, now, man. Just... Um, Steve, I saw that Pete Alonzo thing. Yeah. And I got to tell you, that's what, one of the things that I was worried about, man, the slippery slope when you have, like, you know, rules that could be given to umpire interpretations and stuff like that. And I don't know, man. I, I thought that was ridiculous to call a strike on the batter because Pete doesn't get back to first after a foul ball quick enough. I mean, that's just bonkers. I mean, that's just the slippery slope there, you know. And yeah. I wish that. But I but I'm glad it's happening now. I'm glad it's happening early. If you're going to have these hiccups or have these interpretations, you know, make them now so that people can be allowed to adjust. My thing is just be consistent with it. Don't change the, if if he didn't get back to first base in game 1, and he doesn't get back to first base in game 60, you better call the same thing. I agree, yeah. You don't want to make a mockery out of it. No. Uh, uh, Steve, uh, listen, the AR stuff, um, listen, I want the kid to be super successful. I wish him nothing but the best, man, to be uber successful, uh, make a whole lot of money, and and, may, and get a whole lot of Super Bowls probably. But, uh, you know, I kind of understand where some Gator fans come from, right? Because if it's not AR who was inconsistent, right, and not, you know, ready for prime time, then I guess it was your coach then, right? So if he ends up being a number one draft pick and he ends up being successful in the NFL, now that reflects negatively on the guy that you had coaching him. So as a Gator fan, you're kind of like in a quandary here. And that's how I see some Gator fans dealing with this, that, you know, I think that they're stuck with Billy right now, so that's their guy. So in order to make Billy look good, they got to kind of have to put AR down a little bit. You see what I'm talking about? I, I guess um, that's that's kind of heavy for me, but I, I get it. But but look, look look at Osiris Torrance. He was good uh-huh. at Louisiana. He was good at Florida. A totally different position, different skill set, all of that. But you know, you can be successful at the NFL. And if you are and you're not as much in college, well, but there's various reasons. If you have great receivers at the NFL to help you and you had an okay group at Florida, well, doesn't that help in the success? It sure does. If your offensive line is better than it was in college, that helps your success. So that's that's part of the equation, too. Yeah, for sure. Um Moving on to the weekend baseball. Yes, Steve, it looks like um, actually the Friday-Saturday starters for Auburn, this is going to be their first start of the season. Yep. They've actually been bullpen guys. Yep. So uh, that just goes to tell their like, starting rotation has been really a, a mess, to be honest. Yeah, ERAs are good, but they haven't started much. Yes. Uh, yeah, so we'll see. So this is one where, you know, hey, a home sweep is on the table, man. Great teams will go ahead and sweep a team like Auburn that's struggling right. on the Tony, like this, you know? I appreciate yeah. you, man. Thank you for your call. One thirty time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. The first ever DH, Ron Bloomberg, is going to join us next. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the College of 
Journalism and Communications, ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF. Are you interested in a career providing care and education for children ranging from six weeks to five years old? Career Source of North Central Florida and the University of Florida's Early Childhood Education Center, Baby Gator, will host a career fair Wednesday, April 5th from 10 till 2. Find out about UF's benefits and Baby Gator's bonus program, including competitive salary and time off. That's Wednesday, April 5th from 10 till 2 at Career Source North Central Florida in the Publix Shopping Center on North Main Street in Gainesville. Go to jobs.ufl.edu for more information. Hey, Steve Russell here. I want to tell you about the Road Heber Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations are tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. The Road Heber Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn we know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. Millions are choosing to protect their homes from outages with Generac Home Standby Generators. Would you like to be a part of this lucrative industry? Generator Supercenter, the nation's number one Generac generator dealer, has a franchise opportunity in Gainesville, Ocala. Find out more at generatorfranchise.com. Everybody knows that Melden Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. But since they opened their doors in 1971... They have been the community partner of Gainesville, Ocala, and North Central Florida. Melden Law is there through all kinds of weather, with offices in Gainesville, Lake City, and Ocala. Melden Law, we won't back down. Hi, Darcy the Cow here for Black Cow, the mature manure. Planting a sustainable vegetable garden helps to protect the environment, and there's nothing like knowing where your vegetables came from. Black Cow is a natural fertilizer with 10 times more nutrients than garden soil. Everything grows better with Black Cow, you know. That's blackcowkow.com. Black Cow, the mature manure, Black Cow. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Areas of fog burning off and partly cloudy skies today feeling more humid and warmer compared to yesterday. Highs today in the mid to upper 80s. Increasing cloudiness tonight. Tomorrow a front approaches from the west. Winds turning breezy, gusting to about 15 miles an hour. We'll have a chance for afternoon downpours and thunderstorms. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Marlins second baseman, Jazz Chisholm. Jay wants to face Major League pitching. He believes that he could make contact, even if the foul tipped the ball, against live pitching against a guy like Max Scherzer. What do you have to say to that? Jay? First off, Jazz, against who? I have blinding confidence. I feel like you could foul off a ball, but I don't think you're going to hit it. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. 
Sean, J. Will, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gatorhead football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 a.m. WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Well, Major League Baseball season now underway. It is the 50th anniversary of the advent of the designated hitter. And the man who was the first designated hitter in Major League Baseball now joins us, Ron Bloomberg, who did that while playing for the New York Yankees. Ron, pleasure to have you. How are you? Steve, it's wonderful to be able to talk to the people down in uh, Central Florida and uh, I always tell the people on April the 6th, 1973, I screwed up the game of baseball <laughs> and I'm so proud of it. <laughs> That's funny. Um, take me back you know, as, as somebody who came up, you know, before that, and there was no such thing, what was your thought about the DH, and what was, you know, the Yankee thoughts about that? Did they think it was a gimmick? What was the feeling of that when it was implemented? Steve, you know, what? basically uh, I became the DH because of uh, I had an injury. Uh, uh, we're down in Fort Lauderdale, uh, we're supposed to break camp about five days before. Well, I injured myself about five days before we were supposed to break camp. And uh, I pulled a hamstring, and nobody had any idea what the DH was. To be honest with you, people looked at this as a gimmick, like you said. Uh, I looked at it as a gimmick. I never thought that the DH was going to be around six months. Now look at it. It's uh, 50th year of the DH now. Uh, it was something that the players, to be honest with you, never even looked at the DH uh, as a uh, – they looked at it as a, as a glorified pinch hitter. And it's, it wasn't really uh, – uh, we really never spoke about it too much down in spring training. Uh, nobody knew too much about it. Uh, like I said, it was a gimmick. And uh, if, if you look at it now, uh, it's, it's something that uh, I, I think it's a very instrumental part of the game of baseball. Uh, in 73, uh, it was uh, the change of an era. Uh, and now you look at it, it's, it rather than it's a, a, a position where uh, – People would say, well, this guy cannot field. The only thing he could do is a hit. But it's really, it's really enhanced so many people in the game of baseball, uh, from high school ball to college baseball and to professional baseball. And it's, it's here to stay, and I'm so happy that the National League uh, adopted it. It's, it's universal. I was just going to ask you that, and, and I think now – you know, back then it was sort of a, I don't want to say a gimmick, but but a novelty thing. But it did extend the careers of several good players, didn't it? Oh, absolutely. If you look at, you know, back in my day, uh, you know, we became the DH because we had injuries. 
Uh, I had an injury. I came up, and everybody looked at me and looked at me as, you know, what did you do? Uh, I was the first DH in, in Major League history. But people didn't realize, you know, I was a first baseman and outfielder, and I, I felt like, I, you know, I, I had some good years with the Yankees. Unfortunately, I had quite a few injuries. And, and uh, if you look at the game of baseball now, and if you look at it, if you really dissect it, there's so many people that have been a DH uh, one way or the other. Uh, you look at a Derek Jeter. Uh, you look at uh, a Barry Bonds. You look at a Mark McGuire. Uh, when these guys were injured, uh, they had a position to actually go to. And, you know, it really enhanced uh, the game, uh, the reason why they actually this this what people always would tell you they they had the DH because they wanted the American League to have some more offensive uh, punch. Uh, they wanted to draw some people in, in, in the game, and uh, and like I said before, you know nobody had any idea that the DH was going to be around, and now. If you, if you look at the players, you look at the Aaron Judge, you look at the Stanton, uh, these guys, uh, if, if they play, you know, in so many games, became, they become a, a DH for one or two games. And you, you don't have to take them out of the lineup. And they get up four times at bat. Hey, I'd rather watch these guys, of course, hit rather than a pitcher hit. You know what I mean? If you mm-hmm. look at the pitchers, the pitchers are so boring they don't, you know, if you look at the game now, you know, I mean, these guys never even picked up a bat before. So I think the DH, uh, I love the game. I love the DH. If you if you look at the uh, the fans, 50% of the people love it and 50, 50% of the people hate it. Yeah. Um, is your bat in the Hall of Fame? It is in the Hall of Fame. Uh, unfortunately, I got in the Hall of Fame in, on, in the back door rather than the front door. But they do have something of me. Uh, uh, once I became uh, the first DH, uh, they took my bat. They took the ball, of course. Uh, they took my uniform. And it is in Cooperstown. And people could go up and see it. And it's really, you know what, let me tell you something. It was, it was a gimmick back then. But I don't look at it as as a gimmick. You know, I could go up to Cooperstown. I'm up in uh, New York all the time. I I do a lot of stuff with the Yankees. Uh, I'm throwing out the first pitch uh, against the Phillies on Monday of next week. And uh, they they really make it really a big deal. And when I do go up to Cooperstown and I, I, I do some stuff up there, and I always go to the hall up there and see my baseball bat. And uh, it's it's really fun, and I take my grandkids up there, and it's really uh, a great experience. And I have something in the Hall of Fame, and rather than going in the front door, I went through the back door. Ron Bloomberg, our guest here. Again, he is baseball's first DH, and it celebrates now 50 years. Ron, you got a chance to play for the Yankees, and you know most of the time it wasn't vintage Yankee teams. They went through that down cycle there for you know, 10, 11, 12 years, mid-60s to 70s. But how was it playing for the Yankees in New York? Well, let me tell you something. It was the greatest thing in the whole world. When I got drafted number one in the country 
1967, uh, I signed a, a, a football uh, uh, letter of intent to play football for Bear Bryant. At, I know you don't want to hear it at University of Alabama. And, <laughs> and also, uh, I signed a basketball scholarship uh, to go to UCLA with John Wooten. And uh, I had an opportunity in uh, in 67. I got drafted number one in the country and by the New York Yankees. And at that time, they did not have a good team. And that's why I was drafted. Uh, being Jewish and living down and uh, living up in Atlanta, I had the greatest situation. Let me tell you something, Steve. Putting on the Yankee pinstripes, going to Yankee Stadium, playing in front of all the great New York fans, they are they are uh, the most incredible fans. It's just like you going to uh, Alabama uh, uh, University of Florida game. I mean, just picture that and magnify that a hundred thousand times more. Those are the rapid Yankee fans, and to be able to play. And unfortunately, when I got up there, uh, CBS owned the team, and uh, then uh, eventually uh, George and seventy three purchased the Yankees and made the Yankees. The, the team that uh, uh, we became. And I know that George uh, uh, donated a lot of stuff to uh, uh, the Gators uh, uh, down yep, in Gainesville. Sure did. And, and he was such a wonderful, wonderful owner. He's a tough guy. He was a guy that he was, he was incredible to play for. But if you don't give him 120%, you know, he, he's going to destroy you. And, but he was, he was great to play for. Uh, he he brought uh, winners to the team. Uh, he brought the, the team to uh, uh, from being a, a not so good a team to a, a great team. This is this is what New York was. New York was a, a, the most unbelievable place to play, and the, the greatest fans in the whole world. Really cool. Again, Ron Bloomberg going to throw out the first pitch. Monday, when the Yanks play Philadelphia, he is baseball's first DH, the 50th anniversary of the DH. Ron, appreciate your time, man. Good talking to you. Steve, thank you very much. And uh, like I told you the other day, and uh, my son uh, uh, went to University of Miami, and I know that we play y'all in baseball, and hopefully I think we're going to play y'all in football pretty soon. Next year. And I'm looking forward to maybe seeing you down there, Steve. That'd be great. Thank you very hey, thank you very much for having me. Anytime you need me, and tell the great fans and uh, uh, Gator fans, I said hello. I sure will. Thank you, Ron. Good dude, Ron Bloomberg. And his bat is in the Hall of Fame. I remember him growing up, and he was hurt all the time. The dude could rake. If you look at his numbers, he was a 300 hitter, and he was a terrific athlete, but he was hurt all the time, and it really cut short what was to be a promising career. 145 Time Check brought to you by Hayes. Shadowy, final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Griffin Fole. Tonight at Conjured Family Ballpark, Florida Baseball will open a three-game home series against Auburn. The third-ranked Gators have won nine of their last ten and are coming off a series-sweep victory at Ole Miss. Be sure to catch all the action right here starting at 6.25 p.m. 
Gator men's basketball is adding Yale transfer EJ Jarvis. The 6'8 forward averaged over 11 points and 5 rebounds per game last year. On the softball diamond, Florida will kick off a three-game road series tonight against South Carolina. Tonight in gymnastics, number two Florida will compete in the Pittsburgh Regional as they look to earn a spot at the NCAA Championships. In track and field, the Pepsi Florida relays are underway as the Gators won the men's 4x800. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Griffin Fole. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Bill was tired of saying no to his kids because of his debilitating pain. I have three kids that are 13 and under. Every day they're asking, Dad, can we take a bike ride? Dad, can we play ping pong? Unfortunately, in the past, I had to sadly say no quite often. An accident left Bill with aching knees and shoulders. Even after four knee surgeries, Bill still felt constant pain in his knees. And then he discovered QC Kinetics and their natural biologic therapies. I did it on the knee. It really became life-changing. I've had the same results with the shoulder. QC Kinetics non-invasive regenerative treatments help restore damaged tissue and provided much needed relief for knees, hips, shoulders and backs. Right there in the office, no downtime. Bill's able to do just about anything these days. Like taking my kids to Disney World and walking 10 miles a day at Disney, bike riding, taking a walk on the beach. Call QC Kinetics for your free consultation today. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala and the Villages. 352-400-4550. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing and always need to stick your fingers to test your blood sugar. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. Apply a discrete sensor on your body and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger sticks. If you are living with type 1 or type 2 diabetes and you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, you might be eligible for a CGM through your insurance benefits. U.S. Med partners with over 500 private insurance companies and medicare we offer free shipping 90 day supplies and we bill your insurance call us today for a free benefits check 800-513-1652-800-513-1652-800-513-1652 that's 800-513-1652 how powerful is the cox network so powerful that one day the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away connecting to remote operating room giving a whole new meaning to the term house call operation complete the cox network with multi-gig speeds coming soon it's internet built for tomorrow today cox bringing us closer limited availability in select areas speeds vary and are not guaranteed cox terms apply other restrictions may apply Join us at Odyssey as we all do our one thing, together millions of things for our planet. With warmer spring temperatures, hang your clothes to dry outside instead of using the dryer. When we each share our one thing, it becomes a million things for our planet. What's your one thing? The WRUF Radio Your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gators head baseball coach Kevin O'Sullivan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we welcome you back. Our final segment, 
8255. You can email srussell at wruf.com. Porter, hello. Hey, Steve. Um, I had a question for you. I never really thought about it, but you know, I, I, I grew up, I was, I was six, you know, in 73, so I grew up with the DH in the American League and, and not in the National League. I was just curious, one, what was the motivation? Do you know the history of it of, of towards adding the DH and, and uh, also why one, one league only and one league against it? Was there you know, difference of opinion or what? I just don't know the history. Yes, uh, big difference of opinion. Uh, remember, baseball had gone through a, uh, a downslide in hitting, if you remember. Um, the year the pitcher, 1968, uh, won the Carl won the batting title that year, hitting 301, and he was the only American League hitter to hit above 300. And so baseball got alarmed. They lowered the mound, and they started trying to figure out ways: can we get more hitting in the game? Well, that's in part the DH to get again more hitting in the game. Okay. Yeah, I, was, I, I just never really thought about it because I, you know, I grew up and knew it as that. Um, uh, I, I, I don't see the DH lasting. I mean, I'm sorry, the, the, the pitcher batting in the National League lasting uh, too much longer. I just think there's too much momentum against it, which I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of saddened by that because I grew up a Rays fan in the National League and, you know, the, the, the strategy and double, double switches and, and where you are in the lineup and all that kind of thing. And, um, you know, I know things change, so that's, that's, I think that's happening. Um, well, one thing I did not know, Porter, when I, because when I had Bloomberg on, I tried to do some research, and I thought this was the first time this had been brought up. Connie Mack, who managed for 50 years, was, was the first person, it wasn't called the DH, but he was the first to say, we need to have somebody hit for the pitcher. And that was like 1905 or some ridiculous time ago. So this was not something new. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, like I say, I'm kind of you know, stuck in the mud. I still, uh, you know, I'm going to miss the, the strategy and that kind of thing. But I just don't see how you can have it in the National League only, but they basically have done away with it everywhere else. So um, I do think that somebody like, like a Caglione, do you think that uh, makes him a lot more attractive to a National League team? Um, you know, I think it's kind of ironic that Otani is an American League where he could possibly be a lot, uh, he can be a lot more beneficial um, uh, as as batting or as being the DH as a pitcher. Which which do you think is more advantageous for Caglione? Pit well for anybody. I mean, I think pitching is you, you can get a hitter, right? But how do you how do you get a, a person who is a really really good pitcher? They're they're at a premium. I think you know for most people it's pitching. And again, well, the, 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 there's the DH now uh, because it's universal. That's changed the game too. Exactly. I just didn't know if, if thinking the way it was in yesterday, or if it's more advantageous to have somebody like Caglione, even though it's only once every five days, or whoever batting who can really hit if he you know continues to have success, or somebody in the American League you don't really have to worry about it at all, but you've got an extra bat you might you might want to bring in at different times. Anyway, enjoy the show, Steve. Okay. Gators. Thank you, Porter. Richard, hello. Welcome to the show. Hi, Steve. That was uh, interesting about uh, the DH and Ron Bloomberg. I didn't realize he was such a great uh, football, basketball guy. He was a wow. heck of an athlete, and he, and he chose yeah. baseball. Uh, and 
like I said, I, I grew up with him um, because the Yankees were awful then, uh, and that dude could hit. He could really rake, but he was never healthy. He, you know, when he was healthy, he hit 300, but he just couldn't stay healthy. So, Steve, with the change of the bases, the bases are larger now, right? Correct. So it's not 90 feet from home plate correct. to first base anymore. That right? is correct. Yeah, there'll be more bunt singles or, you know. Yep, and uh, that's why they singles. did it. They want they want the stolen base back in the game. And, you know, n- not being able to throw to first as much, that's going to help stealing, and that's also going to help lowering the time of a game. So, but the home plate stays the same size. They're not changing that. No. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not going to change that, yeah. So, um but this whole thing with uh, – I was thinking the bases would be set back. You know, it would still be 90 feet, but set, the four inches would be beyond that. Well – follow what I'm saying. Rather than it being closer. So it's always been like a truism, 90 feet between the bases. Yes. Mom, apple pie, and 90 feet. Yep. You know? Well, you know, there wasn't a DH before 73. And, I mean, you know, the only constants change. Yeah, and they changed the mound, I know. Like, sure, they lowered the mound in 68. Yep. I can't remember what they did. Yeah. They lowered it in 68, yep. And, so, and teams are allowed to, like, raise the outfield fence or move them in. They can do that independently? Yes, or? yes. they can do that independently, yes. Yeah. Now, I think I like, think yeah. Big League Baseball has to approve it. I mean, I'm going to be stupid. You can't move your fence into 250 or something. I mean, I don't think that's going to be allowed, but if it's within reason... You can do that, yes. Baseball is unique because, you know, like uh, the court of a basketball court, that's the same dimensions everywhere or the height of the basket. Now, how about in hockey? Have they ever changed the width of the goal or anything like that or the height of the goal? I mean, that doesn't seem to come up, I guess. Uh, I, I'm not, are you a big hockey guy? I don't know if they changed that. I believe it wasn't much, but it was, like, enough to where they're trying to get, like, more goals scored, but it wasn't, like, a big of a deal. In my, my, like, from what I've heard um, – yeah. Well, one of the things they say about soccer, it doesn't appeal to the U.S. audience because there's not much scoring. You know, make the goal bigger uh, to allow more goals, that type of thing. So, anyway, yeah, no, I'm fine with this. I like small ball. You know, I like okay. the stolen base. I like the bunt, all that. So, I'm fine with all this. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate your call. Um, I just looked this up. I cheated because I didn't know the answer. I mean, they have changed rules in hockey over the years um the latest um they they the goal line in 2005 was moved to 11 feet from the end boards and the blue lines were moved so to get more offense i think is what they did that for so that has been done uh john hello you'll be our final caller today hey steve uh i was thinking uh, your one caller mentioned, you know, like the Braves and hit it, the pitchers hitting. I remember when Phil Necro led the Braves in home runs, or at least it seemed like he did. He he seemed like he was one of their better hitters. He was uh, he was a decent hitting pitcher. Yes. Yeah. Um, the when they did the when they did the hitting for the pitchers, the, did they do it to speed up the game, or did they do it just to add offense? You mean for now you mean pinch hitters like i mean my thoughts are you know because like in some leagues you can actually the catcher hits and then they pinch run for the catcher so he can go get his gear on for the next inning i mean that that 
is that a thought? You think that'll ever come to help speed up things that help the transition from inning to inning go faster? Uh, I mean, I don't think so, but you never know. I mean, there's some things that have changed now that I didn't think would change. Um, so you can never say never, but pinch hitting for the pitcher was strictly an offensive move, right? Okay. I, I need a guy to bat okay. that's a better hitter than the pitcher is. Bingo. That's sure. it. I, I guess I was thinking, well, if the pitcher's on second base and then it's the third out, he's got to run all the way in, get his stuff, come all the way out. Well, no, he doesn't. That, I mean, if you watch a baseball game, they bring the glove to you. Well, that's true. That's So true. He, does, he doesn't have to run anywhere. Yeah, that, that, that's a good point. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you, um, like um, in, in the four major sports, you got in hockey, you've got the hat trick, baseball, perfect game, no hitter, uh, tr- uh, the uh, hit for the cycle, basketball, you got triple doubles. Is there anything in football that's, that's kind of a neat term for some, you know, really difficult accomplishment? I couldn't think of anything. Well, you're asking me with about 30 seconds left in the show, so um, I'm not even going to attempt. Um, but you know, Monday, ask me the same question. I'll see what I can what I can come up with. All right, all right, Steve. All right John. Yeah, thank you. Uh, that's our show for today. Uh, we'll we'll see you on Gator Baseball later. Thanks to Elliot for producing, and thanks to you for listening. Enjoy your weekend. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WU251CG Gainesville from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios. We are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. In the South, it's always college football season, and the king of college football reigns supreme all year long. Southern Sports Today proudly presents The Chuck Oliver Show. It's an inside look at everything college football. Now live from Atlanta, Georgia, it's time to talk college football with the reigning king of college football, Chuck Oliver, on Southern Sports Today. There are clutch the pearls looks around these parts regarding one football headline this morning. Really shouldn't be. Chuck Oliver Show on a Friday. I hope everybody's having a fantastic day. And there is something that started coming down the pipe. Maybe it was a couple of days ago. It started to look like really real. And it's now official. Rush Probst is now the head coach at another high school back in Alabama this time. Because somebody around Pelsody wants to win. And so it was announced this morning, and it's official, and there's uh, statements, and there's not, it's not often Rush uh, official. Rush Probst approved as the new head coach at Pell City. Superintendent Martin said the vote was unanimous. Okay. So Rush Probst is now in charge of the program again, and he had spent last season as an associate head coach or associate coach or athletic or something at an academy, and but he was in coaching. And here's what I know about Rush Props. Props, Probst, Dan, 
I've always heard it, Probst. Okay. Almost as if there's a B, but there's not. All right. So, and I actually have a colleague, uh, Hudson Mason, guy who started at Georgia quarterback. Uh, he coached with Rush. And this is where I will separate. <clears throat> like, we had to do this. Do you remember Dog the Bounty Hunter? At one point, you had to decide, oh, do I like that show enough that I'll go along with him? And, like, no, I admitted this. Like, I was watching Lethal Weapon 2. One of my, of all the 35 years of cop movies or buddy movies or, you know, whatever, I thought Lethal Weapon 2 was the best one. That came on TV a couple months back, and I was watching. I was like, yeah, Lethal Weapon 2. And I realized, yeah, I ain't enjoying this very much because I don't think I like Mel Gibson much. So that is a brand-new thing, at least in my life. And I, when I say brand-new, I mean, like, over the past probably – Four or five years, it was something that is like, wait a minute, what are we doing? Um, and I couldn't separate as easily. Couldn't compartmentalize, I believe, is the word. Well, you can compartmentalize in high school football. <laughs> Rush Probes, now the head coach, Pell City. It's in Alabama. For anyone surprised by this, it was always going to happen. Look at not only that he's been hired and hired and hired, regardless of his choices, but look where. He got hired at Valdosta. Scandal, scandal, scandal. I don't know, maybe the number one high school program in the history of high school programs. Yeah, we'll take him. Why are you doing your Valdosta? And we would like to win. So they won, and it was, who was, Dan, was he at? Colquitt before that? He was. And state champion, Colquitt County. Whoo. That is like old school. That's Old Testament, like South Georgia. You know, you got an axe handle in the shotgun rack or a fishing pole. Not really a, you know, that's just what it is. It's And it was really good, and then maybe it wasn't, and then Russ showed up, and it was morning. So, Colquitt, I'm going to try to remember this because I – I really did not want to talk very much about this because I was hoping it would, like, get put off maybe for the weekend, and then it got official today. Actually, it got official this morning. So, uh, they he won two state titles at a place where they really, it was important to win state championships. And they hadn't, and then they hired Rush, and they won two, and they said, yeah, Rush, you're fired. And then he went to Valdosta. And there were all manners of allegations that he walked in at a place, not anywhere. It could be a brand new, you know, single A classification private academy. And you still treat people the way you treat people. But he showed up at Valdosta and he was King Daddy. And he got himself in Dutch with a lot of folks. Uh, like the official, like GH GHSA investigation, whatever that was. Um, the actual president of the Booster Club of Aldosta, where it's in his interest, yes, we really want to win and everything. He was like, yep, I've turned on Rush. So, and again, Aldosta, I was like, this is always going to happen. When he got fired at Colquitt, I was like, this was always going to happen. He will sting the frog every last time, folks, at what it is. That's my opinion. But he got hired at Aldosta. And then, predictably, he made choices, and his choices 
led to some winning on the field, and then he got let go, fired, done. He broke a bunch of rules, and he was defiant, arrogant, and chest out, and all kinds of things. So if you still say you were shocked, I say shocked by this. I'm going to skip past Pell City, okay? You saw the headline today, Rush Probst now in charge of a high school program again. If you still say, I'm shocked that, that I, I read this headline one more time, folks, you're going to read this exact same headline again. He's going to leave this job under some drama or outright malfeasance. That was part of the deal at Valdosta. I think that was the Valdosta gig and not the Colquitt gig. I think at Valdosta, he had, like, shown up in Atlanta like he was the swinging and just charged a hotel room because I got an expense account. I'm Rush Probst. And folks down at Valdosta was like, what is he doing? And there were some other things. He was like, yeah, I did that. And folks were like, like even within the own program, were like, why is he doing this? The allegation of calling a former player who was an assistant coach in college and starting to badmouth, say, I'll badmouth you, I'll get your scholarship pulled to a player if, if you transfer, if you leave the program, if you, like the high school program, and he's already committed to the college. And Rush is like, yeah, I'll, I'll make that go away. I mean, that's Craig T. Nelson sort of stuff. Ampipe. So you can go Google your computer. And Valdosta fired him. And I don't know who sued who, but he's still fired. And Valdosta did not write him a check for that. So that's how it ended there. And then there is a predictable, drawn-out, public media as much as you can when you're in the running to be head coach at Pell City. There is, this was the exact same script that Rush has followed so many times before. A rumor gets floated. Folks immediately go to the program and say, you're hiring Rush Probst? They're supposed to see how excited everyone is about it and go, gosh, we've got to get Rush now, and then Rush can bump his price up. After he left Valdosta, there was, uh, was it a Christian academy outside Montgomery? Uh, there was, again, I, the details are what they are. It was this exact, and so now Pell City, until it was announced this morning, I want to be very clear, there's nothing official here. There's just conversations. And so it's supposed to fan the flames, and so I, whatever. But you reading that he just got hired to be head coach at fill-in-the-blank high school, see, that's what it is. It's not Pell City. It's Pell City today. It was Valdosta. It's going to be somewhere else because he's going to leave this job, and then another school's going to hire him. So this headline today, cut and paste, brother. He will break the rules. He will put himself first. He'll lie about some or most of it. And I believe win games, but he'll exit the property at some point due to more rush post behavior. All of this is my opinion. And the reason I have that opinion is because how old is he? Dan, is he 65? That seems about right. But he's got to be. 